Hello everyone, my name is Rafal and I would like to welcome you to my Headshot Photography podcast. In today's podcast, I would like to go through one of the most common questions I've been receiving from my audience, from my students, how I can improve my headshots. And a lot of us, especially when we starting shooting headshots, we focus on the equipment, we focus on lighting and then when we get this whole thing figured it out we kind of get stuck and you know I've been there uh, I also struggle with kind of getting my headshots to the higher level and I want to share with you what I've done and what I focus on and how I could kind of look into this whole genre of photography from completely different perspective and what were my steps to get my headshots to the next level. And we're going to go through some of the technical stuff and also some of those things which you probably never thought about it, but they definitely can take your headshots to the next level. And let me start with one of the most important part, which a lot of us pretty much don't pay attention to or we don't focus too much on it, is basically face expressions and body language. As I said, we wanna make sure that the lighting is perfect, the settings are perfect, but quite often we completely forget about those elements, such as face expression and body language. And as you probably know, you can have the best lighting, you might have the best camera, you might have the ideal settings, but if your subject phase expressions is off or sends the kind of wrong message and the body language is, is kind of also off where, you know, the, the, the person or your subject is kind of scared and then it's terrified, you know, being at the front of the camera and is creating this, I would say, defensive body language, then Again, doesn't matter how ideal your lighting is, the picture is going to be pretty much garbage. And then you, I don't know if you were of that or not, but you have to nail that part of your headshots also is as much important as any other elements and components um, when it comes to creating good headshot. And we could go really deep into the face expressions and body language, but I'm going to be try to be short. So my suggestion is, first of all, when you figure out your lighting and you figure out your settings, you have to fully focus on your subject and you have to somehow find some kind of um, connection and you have to create this kind of environment where your subject can pretty much create those phase expressions which you're looking for. And that's why I'm such a big advocate to, you know, spend some time with your client. I know there's different type of headshots. Sometimes we don't have much time. So you have to figure out, I would say, different approach. But most of the time, the way I like to work, I want to create a specific connection with my subject and put that person in the kind of ease and talk to them and connect with them and direct them throughout a photo shoot where I can capture those natural and positive face expressions. And 
let 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 kind of discuss this from the other angle as well. Most of people who are kind of coming to you and they want to shoot headshots, they scared. They see big lighting. They see the guy with the big camera and um, one of those things where you know they they feel that they're getting exposed to to you and they have to somehow kind of some kind of like a hide this fear and and that's why they, they their body language and their face expressions they're gonna kind of in the hidden way showcase what's going on in their mind so we need to pretty much break that ice and we need to as i said make sure that your client feels um, comfortable and can kind of be positive and that's when we can start shooting those really good face expressions. So let me kind of go briefly through how we can create this environment. First of all, make sure you are working in some kind of environment where it's calm, there is no bystanders, where we can put some background music where your client's gonna feel comfortable. And also the communication. This is one other thing which we need to be in constant I would say dialogue with your client. If you, let's say, start shooting and you don't talk to your subject or you just like, hey, do this, do that, and there's some kind of wall between you and your subject, most of the time you're not going to be able to pretty much capture something which is going to be usable, in my opinion. So I always try to find some kind of topics we can talk about it and, um, you know, put your subject in the right uh, mood. And typically, I'm trying to also jump into some positive stuff like vacation. Um, you know, we can talk about the kids. We can talk about um, something that you can really sense that the client is passionate about, is excited about, is happy about. And then when you get to that topic, just basically... Uh, stick to it and drill this as much as you can because that's going to kind of keep your client um, happy. Let's move on to the body language. Body language, another huge part of headshots, even though we don't see much of the body, but you still need to create some kind of body language connection where your images, they're going to look engaging. You're going to basically create a message from your subject that the client and the subject is kind of, I would say, engage with you. So typically what I'm always trying to do, I never say to my clients, like, sit like a soldier, heads up, whatever, uh, because usually people start kind of like, you know, feeling un uncomfortable. They start kind of crouching their, their, their shoulders. They, they, they pushing their body back. So those images don't look good. So what's the solution? I always try to make sure that there's two things. One, my client is sitting, so it's comfortable and they can kind of change the position of their body. Um, sometimes it depends also on the clients if they want to stand. Also, it's doable, but I found sitting uh, position always makes your client a little bit more comfortable. The next thing, what I always try to do, I'm asking my clients to lean forward. And this whole thing is going to do two things. One, um, basically, the person is going to look more engaged um, on the image. And the second important thing, when they have to lean forward, and typically what I also, what I always tell them, just put one leg forward very gently. You can put all the weight on it, 
and then you can very gently push your body towards to me. And what it does, the subject have to think about what they doing, because if you, I would say, just let them sit there, um, their mind going to drift away and then they're going to start thinking about million other things and they, they're not going to be just engaged with you. And by basically pushing their body forward and you telling them what to do, they have to think about what they're doing. And I, I, I found that this whole thing is, is, is very, I would say, engaging and make them do things. They have to follow your, you know, kind of guideline and you pretty much in control of what your subject is doing. On the top of that, um, when it comes to the body language, don't kind of position your client to one pose and stick to it. Like that's just the, the, the worst thing you can do. Make them move, turn their body to the left, to the right, uh, lean forward just a little bit, make sure they lean a little bit less. So basically you, you try to change things constantly and that's what's going to keep their mind um, occupied and they're going to be focused on what you're saying to them. They're going to be focused on what they have to do. And this is also going to take their mind away from thinking about some things which they shouldn't think or, you know, things which they're going to take the, your attention from um, the photo shoot. So that's something what is extremely um, important. So that's the first I would say couple elements which I think you can work on and you can study them and you will find out that your image is going to turn uh, better. So another little tip what I would like to share with you is after every shoot, what I used to do, and I kind of do this less often these days, but I always go through all my images anyway, try to, I would say, study the face expressions and the way the, the way you can do that is after every photo shoot you can start analyzing your images look at them and try to understand why those face expressions which you think are great why they're great don't try to look at them and like hey you know this is good this is bad but try to understand this why you like specific face expressions and you can look at their eyes you can look at their eyebrows you can look at um you know the squint you can look at the head position you can look at different types of smiles you can look at you know there's there's endless thing you can analyze but don't try to just find them and okay this is what i like try to analyze them what make them great and I've been doing this obsessively for a decade. I've been analyzing my images and I was trying to find those face expressions which are ideal. And also I was trying to kind of understand them so I could repeat them in my you know, following sessions and apply them to different clients. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But um, I have to say that um, the more you understand face expressions, your images, they're going to be better and also i know i could go on and on about it how you can kind of get them from your client you know some people they like jokes they like some kind of funny comments some people need different approach so maybe this is also give you this is going to give you some kind of opportunity to figure out different ways to communicate your subject and pretty much 
having all these tricks in your pockets to kind of create this um, specific phase expressions. And that's the beauty of headshot photography, that every client is different. Every client, you know, is, is has a different personality and, and you have to figure it out fairly quickly um, how you can approach this. Okay, let's go to the next one, how you can improve your headshots. So the next one is a little bit more technical, but I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but explore different lighting setups and different backgrounds. And again, I know we love that part of stuff. Um, and, you know, there's endless, I would say, ways of light your um, subject. And I think it's good to explore them because you can do Rembrandt lighting, you can use clamshell lighting, you can use constant lighting, um, you can use flat lighting. The, the list is like pretty much very, very long. So try to find something not only which please you, but try to explore other ones because that also allows you to see how the light uh, works. Um, I know everyone has a kind of different approach. Everyone has a different style and everyone likes different things. So it's good to explore different things and see what works best uh, for you. And the same applies to backgrounds. If you wanna improve your headshots and you wanna create something unique and different, and I don't know, maybe a little bit more artistic, explore those. Don't kind of stick to one type of background or some kind of um, one setup and this is it. Try to explore. And the way I used to work, I was, there's two different ways. One, I used to do, cre I was creating those like, I call them creative headshot sessions where I could invite friends or I could invite somebody who I know and they would be shooting with me for free. And then I was just pushing different ideas and see what works. I know it's a different story when you have a paid client because they have some specific requirements and they have different ideas that's different. So that's why it's important to start shooting maybe creative shoots once in a while and explore those things and see what fits best and what works best for you. And that's, you're not only going to explore different ideas, but maybe you will find something accidentally, which gonna, I don't know, you're going to be implement, you're going to be able to implement that into your business. And that's also what I used to do when it comes to my paid photo shoot. So let's say the client wanted gray background, typical headshots, whatever and then i always ask them hey you know what why don't we just do a couple shots with my idea some creative shots which we could use hallway or we use some you know piece of art or i use some different type of lighting and i have to say that none of those people if they have time they will definitely do it they're like hey you know what we can definitely try do something different and you know some of those clients believe it or not they buy those shots or they like them better. Um, so, you know, don't limit yourself only to the things what your client is looking for. Try to explore a little bit, expand your service. And if it's going to work, great. If it's not going to work, uh, nobody's going to get hurt. But at the same time, you will kind of explore some different ideas. And also that gives you the, gives your client some, also some other options. And I have to say, when I have started doing this, 
Um, at the beginning, I felt kind of uncomfortable, but then I was just like, you know what, let's try it and see what happens. And I have to say that I was very successful with this stuff because most of the time, if let's say I was shooting corporate headshot session and I've done some cinematic headshots, those ones, most of the time my clients used to buy for their social media platforms or, you know, for some other stuff. Um, and yeah, that's that's something that really can, you know, give you opportunity to to create something different and also makes your client a little bit more um, happier. So that's pretty much concludes this part. Um, next thing is practice retouching. I know I've been yapping about this for a long, long time. But again, I'm going to just say it again. And I'm sure you've heard that a million times already. But retouching can definitely take your headshots to the next level. And a lot of photographers, you know, they do some basic stuff. That's it. They don't want to push it a little bit harder or practice more. But once in a while, what I'm trying to do also is, you know, try to implement it some new ideas, some new concepts. Um, whenever I see something interesting when it comes to the retouching, I'm trying to take an image and see how I can do that. So retouching is a huge part these days. And then you can really take your images to completely uh, different level. And it comes to toning the image, to skin retouching, to removing certain things or adding some stuff and then just make the image looks much more professional, interesting, vibrant. So, so there's a lot of lot of little things which you can add throughout the editing process to, you know, create specific style. And I'm not saying you should butcher your images with retouching and just create some crazy stuff, but you can practice and practice and you know, create your own retouching style, which also is going to gives you some kind of a little bitter, I would say this sherry on the cake uh, when it comes to your, you know, your style and make, you know, your images look kind of unique on this entire sphere of, you know, different headshots, photographers, and, and, and you can create this unique, unique, I would say editing process, which gonna make your images look uh, different, and that's something ex extremely important. I know retouching this is something that takes a lot of time, and a lot of photographers they don't want to do it. They they think it's a wasting of time. Um, I know nowadays the software is really taking over, and you can do a lot of those things automatically. But I still think that there's long way for any AI. Uh, software which is going to take those images to some professional level um, whenever you're doing this manually and then you can actually dig in and you can just create this specific feel to the image it's 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 something uh, something which ai can't do yet i'm sure at some point we'll get there but i think right now human eye is way way better and the way I see it, a lot of those programs, they pretty much just slap things all over the place without thinking. It's just, uh, you know, interrupting entire image. With our retouching, we can 
only aim specific things. So you, we can say create specific background tone, we can work on the skin tones, we can really, really have a full control over the image. So practice, practice your retouching, because as I said, this is really um, can help you to, as I said, improve your images and make them way, way uh, better. Okay, so the next thing what I would like to talk about it is creating and building uh, your supporting team. And I'm talking about the hairstylist and makeup artist. This is important because, as I said, if you want to take your headshots to the next level, you have to start working on all those little tiny elements and make them better. So, as I said at the beginning, you know, just because you improve your lighting, but let's say the makeup is crap and the hair is crap and, you know, the the, the, the subject is not prepared for the photo shoot, it's not going to help you. It's going to just look, I would say, bad. doesn't matter how great camera you have. So building this supporting team of other professionals, which they can elevate your hatchet photography, is extremely important. So work with different with different makeup artists. See um, which one kind of fits your style. Um, you know, try to find hairstylists which gonna understand your client. So the the thing is kind of really really deep. But I also found that those uh, that additional help from other professionals, it's definitely is gonna um, elevate your images and. Um, I was oblivious to it for many, many years, believe me or not. But as soon as I started working with good makeup artists and great hairstylists, my images, they skyrocket to completely uh, different level. And I know some clients, they're not, they don't want to do that. But I think throughout the education and, and explaining them and showing them examples, okay, this is the image which was shot you know, without makeup artists, this is the shot which was shot with the makeup artist, and you can see massive difference. Then, uh, I'm I'm sure your clients will change their mind. And I've been on this through those conversation. I'm I'm all the time going for them. It's kind of funny, but I always hear like, "Hey, I don't need a makeup artist. You can do your magic in Photoshop." No, I don't. Um, they have to understand that, you know, Photoshop can push the image to the certain level but the, the the good makeup artist can really elevate those images to completely different levels so make sure that uh, you will find the right person and also what i want to point it out when it comes to the makeup artist try to work with different people because just because you have a great makeup artist doesn't mean let me kind of rephrase this having a makeup artist doesn't really mean that your image is going to go better because there's some bad makeup artists and they definitely can ruin your work. So this is something also what you have to remember that you have to be happy with the work. And it's like photography. There's some great photographers there. They are some less skilled photographers, but your goal is to find people who can really deliver high quality work. And that takes time. Unfortunately, don't kind of expect the first makeup artists or first hairstylist you pick up it's gonna do a great job could be but that's most of the time not the case and i've learned that that you need to try different people to see who works best 
And also what I found was extremely important was the fact that these people are also open for some kind of dialogue. They want to learn. They want to understand what you're going after. They also have to be good with people. So if you have a makeup, makeup artist who doesn't listen to your client and they just, you know, do whatever they feel like it, also it's not going to help you. It's going to just make your work and your service kind of put into the uh, drain because if the client is not happy with the results, you know, it might be difficult to deal with those kind of um, situations. So make sure that your makeup artist can provide great service, but also is open to learn, listen to your suggestions, listen to the client. And then when you have this kind of team, which, you know, all of these services can provide some, you know, great results, that's where your images will start um, elevating. Okay, so we talk a little bit about um, creative headshots. Um, I just want to point it out one more thing here. Don't kind of hesitate to explore different um, ideas because this is something which, again, I know when we get kind of comfortable and we have this ideal setup, we have equipment, everything works, don't try to push the limits. Don't try to go into the areas where you when you feel uncomfortable, when you're doing things which you've never done before and they don't work. I know a lot of people, they don't want to go there, but this is where you learn. This is this is the moments where you like, hey, you know, this is this that this whole thing didn't work. What I can do to make this work. And just because you have an idea and you think it's going to work doesn't mean it will. And I've learned this again over and over and over again till I kind of done something, didn't work, improve it a little bit, went to the next step, next step, and then I start finally getting some results. So, but again, it's really hard when you're shooting this with the paid client because they have different <coughs> expectations, but creating those free creative sessions where you can go completely all the way to some kind of unknown territory. This is something what is extremely important. I'm sorry, I have a, have a sip of water because my throat is getting kind of, um, as you probably heard, I started coughing, but I'm okay. Okay, and the last thing what I want to talk about it is using some kind of props for effect of getting different headshots. And and what I'm talking about here is by props, I mean two things. One is different wardrobe. Try to play with different outfits. I know <clears throat> there's a lot of photographers who limit their clients with like, oh, you can have only one outfit. That's it. And I have to say that, you know, sometimes just because someone looks good, in specific outfit doesn't mean this outfit going to photograph well. So typically what I always say to my clients is make sure to bring, I'm not saying like endless amount of wardrobe, but bring at least four or five different outfits because outfits is kind of fashion statement, but also can add some kind of personality. And then sometimes those things photograph well, sometimes they don't. And we want to make sure that, you know, we choose things which they're going to work. And as I said, make sure you 
bring different things and then you just play with different stuff and you will see also your headshots will improve so make sure that don't limit your client with you know just one outfit and that's it <clears throat> let them bring different stuff play with it um, different patterns different colors you know different things and and see how things work because that's also can dramatically improve your headshots and this is definitely is going to bring some amazing results so again i've didn't kind of follow that ideas before i remember when i started shooting my headshots i used to say okay just one outfit this x amount of money two outfits and i was just limiting my clients with specific amount of outfits and then when we choose the wrong one i was disappointed because what was happening the client wasn't happy with the shots um i'm and i was just disappointed with the options we choose and this whole thing was just a vicious circle. So make sure that, you know, as I said, don't limit your clients with with one outfit. Allow them to bring whatever, work with different things, and also analyze those things. Let's say why certain things, you know, work and why, let's say, other outfits, they don't work. This is also kind of good exercise for your eyes to see, you know, what possibly works best for you know those type of um, images and one little thing what I want to point it out is um, eyeglasses and and I know this is something which a lot of people struggle because the, 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 the lenses create reflection and there's always hassle with them but also what I've learned over the years that glasses they can also different frames they can also bring some interesting personalities to your clients and um, actually following week I I will have um, scheduled I will schedule actually interview with um, fra glasses frame designer who designs frames for you know 20 years and there's so many interesting information I just had brief conversation with 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 this guy and I have to say I was just thrilled how he choose frames how he look at people's faces so there will be some interesting contents content coming up and that also will help you to understand human face a little bit better but that might be another element which you can bring to your headshots by using different um, you know frames for for your clients and different glasses and 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 just kind of add some interesting fashion trend or add some interesting personality to to your client and i have a lot of clients these days who just bring empty frames just because they want to look cool on those pictures so again something to think about it something to kind of i don't know dive in a little bit deeper and see you know how you can take this to to in in your advantage and create something um, interesting and unique for your headshots okay i'll stop here um, i could go for another hour with some of other ideas but i think this is give you some kind of great good foundation for um you know your your headshots and how you can improve them and how you can take them to um, another level 
let's keep the conversation open. If you have any other ideas or any other concepts or anything you would like to add to this, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm always open for uh, conversation. And thank you for your emails, messages, um, everything what you guys um you know telling me and the feedback i'm getting i i, I really appreciate it um, i'm just trying to do my best to share with you some some of my experiences and and help you with your headshot so thank you again for listening um if you last to this moment um, i actually want to say even bigger thank you because just the fact you want to spend that time listening to me that means world to me so Thank you so much. Um, have a fantastic week and I'll chat with you guys um, in the next few days. So bye bye.